Welcome to Getting Into Good Trouble, where we trouble your mind with troubles from around the world. I'm Aubrey, and today we're talking about Brexit and the very latest changes brought on by yesterday's Parliament vote. Let's welcome our host. Take it away, Emma. Thank you, Aubrey. As we cover crumbled issues, there's one big European issue causing loads of conflict in the United Kingdom and Europe. Of course, I'm talking about Brexit. Yesterday, December 12, 2019, UK had their parliamentary elections, which changed everything going forward. In the United Kingdom, the parliamentary elections are similar to the midterm elections in the U.S., where we vote for our Congress members between the presidential elections. Right. And in the U.K. that happened yesterday, the results were kind of unexpected. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's conservative party, the Tories, won by a landslide. Mords, what does this mean for the U.K. and the rest of Europe? Yesterday, the Tories, or Conservative Party, took control of the Parliament by winning the majority of the seats. They ran on the slogan, Get Brexit Done, so it sounds like it's going to happen very soon. Party leaders say that the UK will leave the European Union as early as next month. So the people of the UK have spoken twice now and voted essentially to leave the EU. But is it really that simple? If we've learned anything about conflict, it is that it's never that simple. Since 2015, when the UK first began talking seriously about leaving the EU, the UK has been seriously divided. Tensions have been rising steadily, and like the US, citizens are divided along party lines. Can we step back and zoom out a little on the issue? Aiden and Jesse, as usual, are here to give us some historical context. Here's everything you need to know to make sense of what happened yesterday and what it means for the future. Most people know that in 2016, the United Kingdom shocked the world when its citizens voted to leave the European Union. The European Union is a unified trade bloc of 28 countries who share a common currency, the euro. The EU eliminates all hard borders and customs between members. That allows free flow of goods and people throughout Europe. The EU gives state-of-the-art technologies to its members. The areas that benefit are environmental protection, research and development, and energy. Each country sends MEPs, members of the European Parliament, to represent them in the running of the EU. However, there was a rule in the EU agreement called Article 50 that says any member can leave the Union at any time. People in the UK have experienced a feeling that decisions about the UK should be handled in the UK. There was also a feeling that controlled over borders should be handled by the United Kingdom and not the EU. The United Kingdom is made up of four countries, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. It is actually Ireland that has been one of the toughest parts of the Brexit deal. For the three decades at the end of the 20th century, fighting between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, known as the Troubles, sharply divided Ireland. The conflict was between Catholic nationalists in Southern Ireland and Northern Protestants who considered themselves British or Protestant. Thanks to two treaties in 1998 and 1999, the fighting in Ireland finally stopped. Hard borders with checkpoints and guards were opened, and the region has been mostly peaceful ever since. Northern Ireland is part of the UK, and Southern Ireland is independent and not part of the United Kingdom. One of the biggest worries of Brexit, along with trade complications, was that if the UK leaves the European Union and takes Northern Ireland with it, then a hard border would have to be installed once again between the North and South in Ireland and tensions between Catholics and Protestants would reignite, which nobody wants. So in 2016, when the UK stunned the world by voting to leave the EU, the shaky alliance between countries in the UK became more divided. Scotland really wanted to stay in the EU, and there was a strong movement to break off from the UK. In the EU membership referendum, held on June 23, 2016, all 32 council areas in Scotland voted by a majority for the UK to remain a member of the EU. The Scottish National Party, or SNP as it's known, which supports Scottish independence, stated that the Scottish Parliament should hold an independence vote if the UK leaves the EU. There are three proposed solutions for the UK to leave the European Union. 
Hard Brexit, Soft Brexit, and No Deal Brexit. Soft Brexit is where Britain remains in parts of the EU and leaves others. The Brexiteers don't want this. Boris Johnson, Prime Minister and Conservative Party leader, wants a hard Brexit, and this is the most likely to happen after last night's vote. So do y'all think that this is the end of the UK as we know it? I think that since Scotland wants to stay in the EU, and since Britain obviously wants to leave, um, that it might be tearing them apart. But do you think they would do that? I mean, it's going to kind of be like an awkward divorce if Scotland leaves the UK. Yeah, that'll really be weird because they've been together since 1707 as like really close, pretty much family members. They have relatives living over there, so that'll be really awkward and strange. What implications do you think this has on Europe and the rest of the world? It'll really mess with the way that they trade. It's going to be just another one of the growing nationalist movements in various countries. For example, we've seen movements similar to these in the United States with the quote-unquote America First uh, and a lot of other countries, big and small. For many years, I think that the world was becoming a more globally connected place with more international organizations, but I think that we're returning. This is just going to show that the concept of the nation-state isn't gone and isn't going anytime soon. I also think that this will further hurt uh, Britain's economy as well as the rest of the UK because the pound has already dropped over 10% because no one's really certain about how this will go and marketers hate uncertainty so I think that it'll just drop even more if the borders don't remain soft in Ireland this could stir up uh, decades of fighting and hatred. What do you think about Boris Johnson's divorce plan? I mean, obviously it's pretty controversial, but I do like that uh, the plan to keep soft borders with Northern Ireland. I think that this could potentially either prevent or at least lessen the potential conflicts. I think that it's a good plan, but I think it needs more time. Do you see how similar this kind of is to what's going on in the U.S.? I think it's really easier to see similarities when you're the person that's going through it as well. I see similarities in Boris and Trump and how they're both very conservative. They're also very outspoken, very impulsive. They know what they want and they found a group of voters that were undecided. They told them what they wanted to hear. In addition, they also had very similar election strategies. They played at kind of undecided voter bases in a kind of nationalistic way and said, in Trump's case, let's get our jobs back and from the border and stop all these people from Mexico from stealing our jobs. And the Brex people were saying we should stop the other Europeans stealing our jobs. Plus their hair, they both have very messy hair. I also see similarities in the leave and stay parties and the Republican and Democratic parties. It sounds like things are going to start moving fast in the UK. Will they leave the EU in January or take a softer, more gradual exit? Will peace remain in Ireland? Will Scotland take off on its own? And will trade come to a screeching halt across Europe? These are questions which will be answered in the news in the coming months. We will keep an eye out, but at least now, we have a fundamental understanding of the issue involved. And thank you to today's speakers, Emma, Aubrey, Moritz, Barrett, Jesse, and Aiden. See you next time.